Hi everyone, this is Ian Schlackman here, here with my good friend and co-host, Reverend Annie Chambers. And um, it's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts, but uh, we have a very special, very important show for you today. Um, Given everything going on out there, um, especially with the governor, lieutenant governor, and now the uh, attorney general... In Virginia, um, you know, Reverend Chambers um, <clears throat> called me up and asked, you know, can we take some time? Um, you know, I'm on the campaign trail with the Green Party running for president, but you know, can we take some time to uh, to do a show on this? And I heard what she had to say, and I said, you know, wow. I mean, this really has to get out there. This is important stuff that I don't think people understand about the state of Virginia. So, you know, with that, um, I'll let. Um, you know, Reverend, I never censor you. I'm never going to censor you. I don't always agree, but I always want you to say what you have to say. Because people need to know the perspective that you have in history, that you have uh, as someone that came from Virginia um, as, a, as, as a young black woman at the time. In the civil rights movement. So I'll leave it there and I'll let you share your thoughts about the current situation and the, and the past and where it brings us today. Well, it, it really... I, I, I just listened to it, and then I, I seen what was happening on television and how they were making a big thing and playing this up, and I consider it one dog against another dog. So just to be clear, you're talking about... Oh, I'm talking about the governors. Right. The situation that they talk about, he should step down, resign. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is the way I feel about the whole situation concerning the governor, concerning the lieutenant governor, and the... Um, attorney general. The attorney general. Yeah. I, if he has to step down, if they have to step down, then I think the whole legislative, all of Virginia legislators should be stepped should step down. And I'll tell you why, as a black woman, as a black person in America, I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. One of the most racist places in the United States of America. Mm. And for them to dig this up and show this and make a big thing about this. If they want to go back and dig up every, dig up everybody's yearbooks, past situations that have happened, and then they would not have any legislators in Virginia. Right. None. Because all of you got racist, prejudiced stuff in your background. Now, I know the lieutenant governor is not white, Mm -hmm. so don't nobody get all upset and think I'm that dumb. I I can see he's not white. So, but I'll talk about his part in in just a few minutes also. Mm -hmm. But it was common thing that white people did blackface in Virginia. It was common thing that white people 
marched around the whole town openly with their cone heads looking sales Ku Klux Klan's. Back then, that was the culture. Wow. He grew up. I don't know how old the governor is, but I know he's up in his 60s. And I'm 77, but I know he's up in his 60s or more. He might be in his 70s. But that was the culture naturally. And, and, and then I think for him to be in college, he was pretty old, even, you know, then. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about as far, I'm, I went back to uh, 50s and 60s, and I can remember back that far, okay? Right. Really remember. I remember things further back, but really remember some the 50s and the 60s in Virginia, mm -hmm. and that was the norm for Virginia. Now, I don't know whether it was him or not, but I've heard things from other people in Virginia that feels that, you know, he have done some things, some good things toward black people and have, and, and he, He's older, he's grown, he see the world different. Cause he probably was in his little white world at that time, little racist white world. And they thought it was okay for both him and the attorney general. Now, when it comes to the black lieutenant governor, I, I, I'm at this point and I am tired of women when you get mad or things don't go your way, then all of a sudden you was abused or somebody, you know, uh, sexually attacked you or misled, molest you or whatever you want to call it. Because you don't set up and hug and kiss and do all the things and be girlfriend, boyfriend. What they did was private between the two of them. And she waited this long, even if he did it. She should have took action right then to deal with it. You see, because it's going to come a time for when women say that they've been attacked or whatever. It's people really not going to be deal believing us. And, and as a black woman knows what it feels like to be raped knows what it really feel for a woman, even if it wasn't black. That is a horrible feeling mm. for a woman to have. Yeah. Now, we should be more respectful and care more about ourselves as females than, than to accuse somebody. Mm. If you having all sex, Hard to get abused. Come on, let's just be truthful. I've said this more than one time, even when it was black on black with Mike Tyson. You don't get, you know, we need to stop these things. Mm -hmm. We this need to, it's got to come to a point where this, just because I'm a female and I point my finger, 
See, that was what happened to black men years ago. White women would say a black man looked at her or said something to her. If he did, didn't like what she didn't like him or, or she just wanted attention. You see, we got to stop this lady. We got to stop this. Now black women are becoming a part of this pattern. And this cannot happen. Now, if they had a relationship and it went bad, deal with it in that contents. Don't don't say that man did that to you. You see, so Virginia and for all the Democrats and Republicans and anybody else that's calling for the governor to step down in Virginia, mm -hmm. look at yourself. And I'm not talking about black people now, because you you know, cause we were racist against ourselves at one at a point too. Mm. We dealt with color structure. Mm. We dealt with who was light and who was dark. And the lighter you was, the closer to the front you got. Even in your public school systems. So, see, these are the things that now if we're gonna talk about racism, discrimination. We 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 got to put it all on the table, Ian. Well, you know, I, I was hoping you could give a little bit of sense to the audience. A lot of the people that listen to this podcast um, are people that are familiar with like Democratic Socialists of America, and they're yes. younger and they're millennials, right? And they don't necessarily know what it means. I mean, I think that there's a there's a thought. You have younger people in the state legislature of Virginia, like Lee uh -huh. Carter. Right. Socialist his whole life, military right. background. Right. You know, he's always been integrated. I know oh, that sounds okay. weird to say, but he, he he's my age. He's right. never known a world where you didn't have an option. So what – I'd like you to maybe just take yes. us back to what it was like for you as a, as an elementary I school, as a middle school student. As a child in Virginia. And – it was only first I I was in a four room school. Then they built a school. I remember this incident clear as it was the day. They built George Washington Carver, which was a nice big school for uh black children to go to. And this is Richmond, Virginia. In Richmond, Virginia. Right, I think so. Okay. Yeah. George Washington Carver. But we had to, this go across this it wasn't even a block. Just about almost a half a block, we had to go cross this road okay. to get to George Washington Cobble from where we live at. Every day, white people would let their children stand out while we trying to get across that little stretch of road and throw rocks and bricks at us, and they'd stand out there and laugh. The, the kids would laugh? No, the parents would laugh. The parents would laugh. These were grown people, and they'd laugh. They'd holler, get that nigga, get him. That's the word they use. That's the parents to the kids. Yes, get him. Oh, you got that one. <laughs> they would hit us and throw bro. So one day oh, I just shit. got fed up, and I picked up a piece of coal mm. and threw it, and it hit one of the white girls in the head. Wow. But she started bleeding. Wow. And we had to run. 
because they really wanted to, if they, my father had to send me up here for the whole summer in Baltimore. Up to Baltimore, Maryland. Up to my aunt. For a summer. For a whole summer. Because they were after you. Because they were after me. Now, how old were you at the time? That happened when I was about eight years old. So they wanted, they were out for blood. Yes. For an eight-year-old. Oh, I, we, I was eight years old. My father had to send me away up here. So when it, school opened again, and I came back home to go to school, they sicked the dogs on us. They they had it, and this particular day... Were the dogs going after, like, would they see your family and attack you? Or was well, it just no, it any, was, any it black person any black walking children, by? Any black children. God damn. Any black children. It was groups of us, and they would let the dogs go and laugh. God damn. And this dog rained, this great big old dog. Uh, what did John say it was a, a German Shepherd? Or, uh, my brother Joe said it was a German Shepherd. But anyway, mm. this dog was huge. He jumped on me and knocked me down. Damn. He knocked me down. And he had me on the ground. And my brothers and them were fighting. Three of them yeah, was John, Dennis, Waverly, and Joe. Mm. And Mel. No, Melvin wasn't with us that particular day, but it was John, Dennis, Waverly, and Joe. And they were trying to get the dog off me. The other children were running to get away from dogs. My brother John, they couldn't get the dog. My, the, the dog had me, and my brother John reached down and bit the, grabbed the dog neck with his teeth. He, he bit, bit the, the dogs to death. He bit the dog's jugular. Like yes. bit the dog's neck. He bit that dog to death. Now, was there blood everywhere? Blood was everywhere, but my brother held on to the dog. That's a mess. And when the dog got there, that woman found out her dog was dead. She was hollering, oh, they killed him. They killed him. Kill him, nigga. Kill him. The white woman yes. came out. and it was, was crying because her dog, dog died. died. Even though she, she sick the dog, the dog on, on you. Us. She sick the dog on us. So when the dog was killed, yeah, because the dog was taking you, an eight year old, and they would, they on would the have. I don't know what it was—a gang of people running, but it was one old white man with a. He ran out with his shotgun and told us to get in the back of his pickup truck, cause see we had to go up the hill to get to where we live at, and put us in the back of that pickup truck. And carried us all the way up the hill to our father. And why did he need the shotgun? What, what, what was he, going I did, on out Because there? it was all these people. These people was really going to hurt us. So when you. People so saying, when, don't touch them damn When children. your brother killed the dog. Mm -hmm. the, the other white people in the yeah, neighborhood they, came out. They come running out. And they were. They wanted to attack you? They, look, I don't know what. There's going to beat the hell out of us like they did several groups of children before. Damn. But this man put us on his truck and drove us up the hill to my father. And um, from then on, we could not walk to school. Every day, my daddy used to drive us to school. We stand and wait for him to come back and get us. Wow. That was the whole history of us going to elementary school in Richmond. And then finally, my daddy had taken me out of elementary school and put me into St. Philip's, which was uh, the school, the Catholic black school. 
Because, see, Catholics were segregated, too. The Catholic schools were segregated. Oh, I never yeah, really heard of Catholics that. were very segregated. Oh, uh-uh. I knew the public schools were segregated. I, didn't, no, I, I yes. just didn't think about the Catholic, Catholic schools. Catholic schools were segregated, too. Wow. St. Philip's went from grade one all the way through high school. If you was a Catholic and you wanted to go, your child would go to Catholic school. So if you were black and Catholic, you go there? Yeah, you couldn't go to none of the other schools. Now, what, were there any white kids on campus, or was it completely no, segregated no, school? No, no, white, no white children, no white. You couldn't go into the black, white Catholic church. You had separate churches, even yes. Catholic churches. You couldn't go into the white Catholic church, no. Not unless you were doing work in it. Wow. See, the, Segregation is a thing that America has never really taken a real look at. People like to keep on sweeping. That's why you hear me say about those statues, Ian. Yeah. I wanted them statues to be around so the history could be told. I remember you. And the young people could see. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. But I want my grandchildren, and I want all the young black children know who Robert E. Lee was. Know who all these other racist people was. You know, I think speaking you know, as a as a white person, I think we all need to know this history. Yes, everybody should know it. But see, if if it's not there, it's erased. Right. And that's a part of my history. Will be tear that statue down. And that's a part of my history erased, right? It's part of our, every, oh, yeah. we all, yeah, when were, I you say know, my, I mean all of America. No, it's, it's, it's I, but yeah, we, we, I, I think you it's know? something we all need to reflect yes. on because. We all need to know exactly what black people went through in this country. Yeah. And need that history. See, they don't know they was benefiting the, 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 the racist fools that was, that told that, who, who told the statues that they were benefiting them. Because now when you talk to young millenniums about racism, they, they don't, you know, oh, that really could, you can't nobody do that. When there were times in, we couldn't even go in a store. Tall Hammers, Rosemont, all those places in Virginia, we couldn't walk in that store and buy anything. Just like right here, where we sit here in Baltimore. Hmm. Macy's and all of those places, we couldn't go in there. Wow. We could not. You see, but this is where it gets twisted. Because I know people that were alive back then that were socialists, that were part of the sit-ins. Right. So it makes people think, especially younger socialists that are interested in this, mm -hmm. that you had a choice back then. What was the choice? No, but that, but that, but that individual, that man with the shotgun, who came and saved you, right? He he had a shotgun in his hand right. because he knew he would get killed by that mob, right? Just like you poor elementary school students would and get killed. And he took his life. He put his life on the line yeah. for us. It's not like you could he just sit down and risk arrest. Right. You're risking right. your life, life if you stand he up. He stood, and then, then he had to go back to that community to live. God damn. He had to go back. It wasn't like he was going to go live somewhere else. That's right. He went back to that very community to live. Damn. He had to go back to that community. He had to live with those people. So he sacrificed a lot. But do you, what do you think of the folks that 
if you're sitting on the sidelines at this point, I mean, what, do you think it's so ingrained in the culture that every white person in the neighborhood was doing it? Or do you think that... It was so ingrained in the culture that the majority, not, I won't never say every, because then I would have to include, and I never knew his name. I'm sure he knew my father because my father hugged him and they wow. talked, you know, they used to talk. I never really knew the man's name, but it was ingrained, even in the little children. Because, see, children don't know anything about segregation. Right. If you put a black child and a white child together, or Indian child or whatever, right. or, these children will play. Right. These children don't know that right. growing up. But if you have, if you constantly teaching your child, right, and this constantly happens, then your child think that is what's supposed to happen. I remember living up on Fed Street, further up, way up Fed Street. In Baltimore, Street, yeah. In Baltimore. And we were the only black family up there. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you know, I've always cooked and stuff. And it used to be this family of children that loved, little white children that would love to come to my house and play and stuff. And um, one of the other neighbors said to their mother, why is you letting them go up there where those niggas at? Damn. And she would say, they just children. So it was okay as long as they were children. Right. Playing together. She didn't care because basically she didn't want to feed them and take care of them. No way. She stayed, you know, drunk or whatever. <laughs> so she really didn't care. Yeah. Um, about it. And so this child, and one of them is, both of them turned out to be policemen, but one of them is not a police officer anymore, but the other one is. Um, anyway, they were little, and, 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 and somebody else said something to him about one of my sons, and he said, and he meant no harm. It was a word that he thought was okay to you. He said, yeah, but Billy is a good old nigga. Damn. He didn't know no different. Damn. Because those are the words he hear. Yeah. You know, those were the words he that was he even used. trying to use the word good. Yeah. He, he even thought he, he could, yeah, if he he could make it. Yeah. Tell the day. My son is dead and gone. But up until he always considered him his best friend. Really? That was his best buddy, his best friend, his brother. My God. Uh when my John my son John John and his brother were good friends, my youngest son and his other they were good they they stay, uh stayed real close huh. to us all the time. And then they had a daughter named Martha, and Martha was in love. She thought my son Billy was the greatest thing in the world. And finally, when their father found out they'd growed up to be teenagers and stuff, and he and then he said to me, Well, I guess I'm gonna get one in my family after all. <laughs> you know, oh but that was, you know, wow. I'm telling you that racism and 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 is so real, like, oh, like, again, get back to the governor. Right. And we won't talk about the college. Right. You could just walk by that college, and the college kids would throw things out at us. 
they would call us names. Wow. Because they thought it was okay. That was the culture. That was what they were raised in. Now, I will say this. I don't know him. Never talked to the man. Really never seen him until I seen him on TV. The governor? The governor. Yeah. Never, don't know. But it could have been a change in him. It could be a change. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I really, really don't know. Mm -hmm. But what I do know, I thought I'd turn this thing off. Um, it, it really, really, uh, um, Go ahead, Reverend. really is a change. Mm -hmm. Could be a change in him. Just like, like, like the Attorney General, he just came out and said, well, I did cover my face. He may have thought it was just to be a rapper. Well, I, he ain't never seen the white rappers. He could have been a white rapper. Look out. And that ain't been that long ago. Rapping ain't been out all that long. Now. Right. Yeah, that's true. So you understand that we have to, I would work with him. I would trust him being open more than I would trust Donald Trump. Who's going to say he never did it, but he did? Because they wouldn't even rent to white people. I mean, black people. Right, that's right. They wouldn't even, all they wanted you to do was to clean up or whatever. And then didn't really want to pay you a decent salary for doing that. Right. So, see, all of the legislators, all of the whole Democratic Party, all of the Republican Party need to shut up. And let Virginia deal with Virginia. Now the NAACP, you ain't got nothing else to fight but put. Uh, he did. Oh, he did blackface. Get rid of him. What about all the other stuff going on in Virginia that you could really speak up on? All the injustice that's happening. All the racism that's going on. All the police brutality that's still going on to black people in Virginia right right now that you can't speak up on. You want to speak up on something somebody did at least, what, 30 years, 50 years, 35, 50 years ago. What, what do you think, we we, we we do have to wrap up, but what do you think, I mean, so the, you know, the Black Caucus of Virginia has said he should go, um, you know, and they're basically, the argument is, well, the lieutenant governor is black and he'd do a, a better job. So I mean, what I mean, what I know you deal with the Black Caucus here in Maryland, and you have some very strong well, words about that. Well, I tell that. you what. Well, what do you think about that got attitude? We a lousy ass governor. Well, I don't say it. Now. No, you could curse on the show because we I'm, got a I'm, we got I'm a lousy explicit. governor. Yeah. Um, right here in Maryland, but if we got that man that and he's black. that we got for a lieutenant governor. That's right. I'd be hollering, hell no. Hell no, we don't want him. So, you know, I don't know whether the black lieutenant governor be better or whatever. I just know that if you and I don't always agree, mm -hmm. but we got a good understanding of what our politics are. Yeah. So we were running mates. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And so if I was running for lieutenant governor and you were running for governor at the time. Right. And we, if 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 something would have happened, you couldn't have been governor. That meant I would have been lieutenant governor. So that means we must have some of the same ideas and policies. I, right? I completely agree. Yeah. So that's the way I look at that. Right. That he would have the same ideas and policy as the governor that they got right now. And they're both pretty moderate. You know, right. they're, they're not. They're not. They're not socialist. They're not even progressive. Right. So. So I guess but, that's but to... but it's a politic thing, and he, and it's a shame that right. they're using racism in the politics. I see. Well, they've been doing it, but you know that they would come at it another way. See, uh, I'm 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 convinced that the two parties they work together to keep the working class. Damn. Yes, I mean, that's I think not, that's something we could all that's, agree that's, on. That's I think a lot I'm of people listening to the we show are going to agree to that. Third yeah. party. Yeah. We need to, a third. That's why I work hard, you know, to promote the Green Party. Mm -hmm. We need a third party system in this country. All right. Well, we'll leave it at there for this particular uh, special episode. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, please feel free to uh, share your thoughts with us. And, um, you know, thanks for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast as we will have more out very, very soon. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.